Welcome to Rice and Shine, a show looking at life through the perspective of Asian Americans in the Pacific Northwest. I'm Ava. I'm Sophie. I'm Lauren. And I'm Grace. Before we start off, I just wanted to thank everyone for 550 plus downloads. We've only been hosting this podcast for three months, and it's crazy that we've grown this fast. So today, I thought we'd get to know each other a little bit better by talking about our extracurricular activities and hobbies. Of course, we all have this podcast as a hobby, but we definitely do other things like outside of this. And to be honest, I don't really know like how your guys' extracurriculars work. Like I know what you guys do, but I don't really know how they work. So to start us off, what do we do actually outside of this podcast and how long have we been doing it? I think I'm the person with like the least experience in my extracurricular. So I guess I'll start. Um, I used to play a lot of sports, but we'll get into that later. Right now, I play golf and um yeah yay fun um I don't know if you guys know anything about golf but I think it's like one of the hardest sports because it takes a long time to really get good at it and if you're not good you can't really like play an actual round of golf it's really hard to get through it um I'm doing that right now I started maybe I would say like maybe six months ago five months ago um and so far it's been pretty great I actually have a meeting today with a uh different coach that I will be working with hopefully um other than that I don't do any other sports I do play instruments but I'm not very serious about them so I wouldn't say that they're really extracurriculars they're just more kind of hobbies things that I do around the house um I guess that I like volunteer um, quite a bit. And then I also work uh, within the Asian American communities around here. So I work with Youth Can. And then I guess this podcast is another thing that I do. Um, with the volunteering, um, I was really passionate about working with people experiencing homelessness. So that's something that I still do here in Seattle. For me, I play volleyball, as I'm sure everybody knows by now. It's my main extracurricular slash hobby. And yeah, I've been playing competitive volleyball for about four years now. And obviously, this one is my main hobby. But I also do a couple other things. Like one thing I like to do, I don't know if I'd consider this an extracurricular, but I love to study languages. And you guys already know this because I... Like every time we're on FaceTime, I just start saying random stuff in different languages. But yeah, I, I've always been really interested in languages and it's something that I spent a lot of time on. So I just figured I'd include it. And I guess I've been like actually studying languages for since seventh grade. So that'd be like three years, something like that. But yeah, that doesn't really count as an extra career, just something I like. And another thing I do, similar to Grace, um, I'm a part of this uh, National Charity League, and I've been doing that for about three years. And yeah, that's just something I spend a lot of time doing as well. Um, I'm not as passionate about that as I am of my other things, but I still, you know, I enjoy to do it, or I enjoy doing it. For me, I don't really have a sport. I used to play a few sports, but we'll get into that later. But for me, my main thing is sort of music and art so I've been playing harp for I think this is my fifth year I started in the spring of fourth grade so yeah 
and I also play piano but like I'm not very serious about it it's just sort of for fun I guess and for harp I'm also in the Seattle Youth Symphony Orchestra and this has been my second year and I also sort of like draw and paint on the side and I guess I've been doing that sort of my whole life but I just started getting like sort of I guess serious um last year when quarantine started so you guys are all really impressive but for me I just play volleyball um I've played for about four years now I actually played with Sophie on our first competitive team so fun fact but um I don't really do that much like the others were saying I do play like in band but that's not something I'm really that passionate about um and then when I was younger, I also used to play, like, piano and bass guitar. So I'll, like, occasionally play that. But like the others were saying, that's more of a hobby thing than, like, a solid extracurricular. And then something on the side. I don't know if I'd really consider it an extracurricular, but I'm part of this, like, JDRF young adult group. And it's where, like, a bunch of diabetic teens come together and talk about their experiences and, like, do fundraising and talking to important people and all of that so now that we've sort of gotten an overview of what everyone does like how did you guys get into it and what motivated you guys to like continue um well funny story about golf it's actually not funny at all my dad signed me up for it and I just showed up um that's pretty much it um I don't I don't really have like a cool story about how I found out about the sport and how I got into it I've just been doing it because unlike the other sports I've played, golf is uh, challenging. The more you get into it, the the harder it gets. And it's, it's not easy at all. And I like that challenge. It can get tiring sometimes, but that's why I keep doing it. Um, I think it's just fun in that sense. Um, with my other extracurriculars, I mean... I'm sort of building um, kind of like a niche. So starting with this year, I'm sort of um, doing things that involve like other Asian Americans and using our voices, um, amplifying our voices, that kind of thing. So a lot of uh, like charity stuff and then rice and shine and then um, going around to other schools and like educating people about Asian American history and then talking to school systems about changing their history program so we can have more Asian American stuff in there like that stuff to me is just really cool and if somebody had done that for me I would have really appreciated that so just just thinking about my community and the people around me that really motivates me to do that um and I guess I'll stick to golf and then my youth can stuff as my two little extracurriculars. Um, I have a lot more, but they just uh, aren't, they just aren't as like prominent to me. Um, I'm really passionate about those two things. So, yeah. Mm, I'd say my story is actually pretty different. So in, for volleyball, I started playing in, I think fifth grade because my mom told me that she used to play it and that I should give it a try. And at first I was definitely hesitant which is kind of weird, <laughs> but it turned out that I actually really enjoyed it. So after playing on a recreational team for a year or so, I learned about club. And I'm not, I'm sure most people know, but club sports are like select sports. So you have to try out 
to get on a team and you participate in like different tournaments and competitions throughout the season. And, and yeah, for reference, recreational is just like for fun, not a competitive team. And so at the end of fifth grade, Lauren told me about club volleyball, which I didn't know about at all. I was like, what? And so in sixth grade, we ended up getting on the same team. So we got to play our first year of club competitive volleyball together. But sadly, since then, we've played for, you know, different clubs and we haven't been on the same team yet, which is kind of sad. But that's how I started playing. And like, I know I've mentioned this before, because like last episode, I ended up going on like a long rant about how much I like (laughs) the sport. But yeah, what motivates me to keep going is just like how passionate I am about it. Like every time I play it, I like every time I play it, I just have like a lot of fun. I learn new things. I get better. And that's just what like the sport itself is what motivating me to keep going. So that's how I started playing and how I've like continued to play since then. And in terms of languages, fifth grade is when I really became set on the idea of like becoming fluent in a bunch of languages. And I know Lauren probably remembers this, but that's when I decided that I wanted to be a linguist when I grew up. So since then, my interest in language has definitely stuck with me. But this year is kind of when I like rediscovered that sort of interest slash passion. So I guess I didn't really have like a specific time where I got into languages or when I started actively studying them. But I think this year is when I uh, took things to the next level in terms of studying. And what motivates me to keep going is probably like having conversations with different people in different languages. I think that's so cool that I'm able to communicate with different types of people. And I also like whenever I'm watching a video and I can understand them without subtitles, like you guys know, I'm like a fan of (laughs) K-pop. So I can watch their videos. I can listen to their conversations and I can understand. That really motivates me because it's so satisfying finally being able to put different pieces together and like actually be able to understand a language so that's how I've kind of kept going with languages and for the charity league that I'm in actually this one relates to Ava I remember Ava's mom told my mom that there was this charity league going on yeah Ava knows this story but (laughs) yeah Ava's mom was signing Ava up and then she told my mom my mom was like oh yeah you should do this so yeah, my mom signed me up. And at first I was like, kind of (laughs) resistant. Like I didn't, I didn't enjoy it that much. But nowadays, my mom has become a grade level advisor. So basically, uh, she manages our class. And so I've started putting in a lot more work because I want, I want to help my mom, like I can't just leave her hanging. But I've been doing a lot more work uh, with this charity league recently. And I've actually I kind of enjoy it. Like, I enjoy helping other people and getting to contribute to something that's pretty big. So I think that's what motivates me to keep going. Like the satisfaction that I feel from knowing that I'm making a difference, which I think is really awesome. For me, I mean, with harp, I think I've always wanted to play in an orchestra for some reason that was always a goal. So when fourth grade rolled around and like we were going around and choosing our instruments to play for fifth grade, I mean, harp wasn't really on the list, but I kind of saw it and was like, wow, that looks cool. I'm going to do that. And my parents being really nice, they just let me. So thanks to them. What motivates me to continue with harp is just knowing that there's so many incredible pieces out there that 
I'm just waiting to learn to like have my skill level get to that like sort of level to be able to play those pieces and I don't know I just really love the harp literature even though it's pretty small the pieces are incredible and just knowing that each piece that I finish brings me closer to playing some of those amazing masterpieces really motivates me and then for Seattle Youth Symphony Orchestra I mean I got into that because of course my goal was always to play in a symphony and I mean school orchestra is great and all but I think SISO which is Seattle Youth Symphony Orchestra really is like the next level sort of and so that's fun and sort of what motivates me is sort of the same for harp it's just knowing that there's such great orchestral literature out there for me to play and for art I mean as I said I've always done that I mean just grab a piece of paper and start drawing but I also had I also went to sort of a studio where it was just it was really chill though so it wasn't really that like important well I mean it was but it wasn't like really strict and everything so it was just really fun and I think that really motivated me to do more with it because it was just something that I found really fun. Okay so like Sophie said I was the one who got us into um, club volleyball Um, so how I got into volleyball was all of my friends in like elementary school I think were doing volleyball and I was like you know what I'm gonna try this too. So I went to like a clinic for like recreational volleyball. And after that ended, I was like, my dad was researching like where where to do more volleyball. And he was like, oh, there's this club team. They're like really, they're like competitive. And I was like, okay, this seems interesting. So I remember I would like call Sophie and I was like, Sophie, please join the team. Because she had another friend who was also on on a different club team. It was like, you should join this team. And I was like, you should join this other team. And so I remember I'd like call her every night on her like landline. I was like, Sophie, please join with me. And so I finally got her to join with me. Um, And so we played on the same 12s team. And that was a lot of fun. And I've just kind of stuck with it. I don't know. I think it's fun to play with a bunch of other people because, I don't know, making new friends and all of that. And it's just a fun sport. For the JDRF thing, over the summer, my mom was attending all these things because she was previously involved with um, JDRF when she was a teenager as well. And she was doing these things with like senators, representatives to be like, hey, please renew this fund because it makes it um, less expensive to access insulin and all these things. And she's like, you know what, Lauren, you're going to come along to one of these because you're a child and they'll listen to you. And so I came along to one of those and they ended up renewing the fund. So that's exciting. And then the one of the people who was attending the meetings um, emailed my mom and she was like, do you think Lauren would be interested in joining the young adult group? And so then I signed up and here we are. Now that we sort of know what each other like do outside of school on radio um what do you guys what are you guys' first impressions of like Sophie's sport and like her hobbies I kind of expected Sophie to be an athlete like the way she dressed it was like I feel like every athlete dresses like that um I kind of got the sense that she played a sport I just didn't know what um I kind of guessed it was volleyball, but at first I thought it might have been soccer. 
um I got that vibe from her for sure because one time she wore like socks with like Nike slides or something and then like sweats and like a hoodie and I know that's so like general but the way like she walked and everything I was like oh okay like she had practice last night I just got that vibe (laughs) from her um and yeah I mean all I know is that Sophie is just like really hardworking and I know that competitive sports take up a lot of time because it's not only team practices but you also have to do individual work I don't know if you do that but um, it's definitely like a time commitment for sure so I just know that Sophie's really hardworking, and on top of volleyball she commits to doing rice and shine with us so I think that's really cool um, I know that Sophie like genuinely enjoys volleyball and she's really passionate about it. So I kind of like wanted to get into volleyball too. So uh, yeah, I've been I've been watching I've been watching some clips, some games, some <laughs> some you know whatever. Um, and yeah, I thought volleyball was really cool. And I'm not gonna lie because of the volleyball players at my old schools or just the volleyball teams in general um I didn't think it was that fierce or aggressive of a sport but after getting into it more um I realized that it's like extremely hard and I can never so I'm like so flattered like the fact that you knew I was an athlete and you would like think I'm someone athletic that's gonna stick with me (laughs) For me, I yeah, similar. I didn't really think volleyball was that intense. Like, I don't even know why I got that impression, but I don't know. I remember once you like dragged me along to practice with you, even though I didn't know <laughs> how to play or anything. And it was really hard. I didn't know what I was doing, and my hand-eye coordination really sucked. So yeah, it's like really intense, and you're really hardworking. Gee, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is sounding like I'm forcing you to say this. Like, say it, Ava say it but yeah that's I'm flattered (laughs) since we both play volleyball I know I know the situation there but um with language learning that's like something I admire about you a lot because like we've mentioned this a bunch of times but Sophie literally taught herself Korean and that's insane to me and I've been trying to do it with Japanese and I just like can't have the motivation like Sophie was able to, like, be reading the entire Korean alphabet, reading and writing over a month. And in a month, she was able to teach herself how to read and how to write Korean. And that kind of, like, situation, that's that's wild. I need to, to learn your tricks. Thanks, guys. <laughs> this is, like, a confidence booster for me. I don't know. Like, suddenly my ego has skyrocketed. So what about me, guys? <laughs> yeah let's try that one more time (laughs) no no keep that keep that use that with Ava um I don't know I just always assume that that is what she's doing like whenever she doesn't answer my calls or my texts I'm like she must be practicing or she must be doing something important and I don't know with Ava I feel like that's that's kind of all she does I mean it's obviously not but she really is focused and disciplined and that's one thing that I wish that I could do like I really admire that about her um 
I don't know. I'm like really different from Ava in the sense that my extracurriculars are a very small part of what I do. But for Ava, like I said, she kind of lives and breathes harp and everything else. Um, And she's gotten so good to the point that I'll just trust her judgment for everything, like anything music related. She'll be like, oh, that was kind of and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I agree. That was kind of uh. like <laughs> I just go along with everything she says because I know that she's so skilled to the point that she's in a position where she can say stuff like that. Um, and I really admire Ava for not only being good at heart but just knowing music in general. Um, so she's been kind of like helping me with violin because I just started. I don't have a teacher, and I really need to get on that. So. She's really been like motivating me um, and she's been telling me stuff that's like really reassuring. Like, Grace, if you like put in hard work, like you can actually do it. Um, and that kind of stuff is really great. And I think she says that stuff because she's been through that. Like she puts in so much work that she knows that and she's experienced that. Um, I don't really know about anything else. Um, I just know that everything she does is done really well even if it's done last minute. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Ava, I don't think you realize like how much we admire you. Like I remember when I found out you played harp, I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Like I always thought harp was really cool. And then you would like play like, I don't know, a scale. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, Ava, you didn't tell me you were a prodigy. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, it's nothing. And I, <laughs> But yeah, it's really impressive because harp is a really hard instrument. Like you, you've told me about first of all the transportation that takes a lot of effort. Oh, it's eighty pounds. <laughs> yeah, eighty pounds. I remember I, so I play French horn, and when I had to go to in-person school, I had to like lug it around, you know, <laughs> um, and it would always hit my knees and stuff. It was like how many pounds? Like fifteen, twenty? I don't know. And I would always complain, and then I'd be like, wait. Ava has an 80 pound harp. I can't say anything. So yeah, it's really impressive that you've been doing harp for so long and you've already like, even I remember like your first couple years of playing, you had already surpassed so many people, which is insane because you really put in a lot of time into it. And I think that's really, really cool. And also for drawing, I remember, so I actually got into drawing over the summer Ava knows this because I would be like, Ava, how do I do proportions? And at the end of the summer, I figured out how to draw a tiger. We all remember that story. But yeah. And the only reason I was able to do that was, was because Ava would give me like really good feedback. And similarly to Grace, I just like trust everything Ava says. Like she'll be like, oh, yeah, that looks a little. Uh, and I'd be like, uh-huh, I know. Yep. It definitely looks like that. So I just. I trust Ava so much when it comes to things she's knowledgeable in. You're like, oh, yeah, I just do art. But you don't understand. She, like, does art, like, <laughs> really well. It's insane. Like, it's it's so it's so crazy. Like, I don't even understand how you do that. So I think that's really impressive that you can just do all these things and do them really well, you know? My ego is, like, through the roof. I, I told you. See? <laughs> it feels so good. <laughs> With Ava, like, I knew she was, like, a really committed musician because, like, we'd be eating the practice rooms and she's like, oh, my gosh, I have to do this piece for SISO. That's the Seattle Youth Symphony Orchestra. And she was, like, really committed to it. And so, like, I knew from the start that she was really good at music. 
But with her art, she's like, oh, yeah, I draw sometimes. I was like, okay, cool. And then I found out she has this, like, art account. And it looks like pictures. I kid you not. Her art is incredible. And, like, I remember both Sophie and Ava were getting really into art. And I tried, like, copying Ava's style. And let me tell you, that did not go well. It looked like an American Girl doll zombie. But Ava, she can, like, she's incredible. She's an incredible artist. I don't know. I'm just blown away every time. My ego is, like, really getting too out of hand. Okay. Yeah, I feel like this episode is just us boosting our confidence. Okay, on to Lauren. (laughs) So, the cool thing about Lauren is that, just like Sophie, she also plays volleyball. Um, And I know that she also works really, really hard and stuff. But I also know that she's just just so, like, well-rounded. If I were to play competitive volleyball, I would, my mental health would not be good. I don't, I would be so tired. I would be so exhausted. My grades would be going down. And Lauren just seems like such a happy person. She's just so like, her, she's so like normal. Like she's not crying or having mental breakdowns. She's like that one friend who has so much on her plate but is, like, also willing to help out others. Same thing with Sophie, too, which is why I'm impressed with both of you guys. Um, a cool thing about Lauren is that she's, she's like, a mom, right? And it kind of reminds me guys. of my own mom, right? So my mom, I didn't know she worked that hard because she would always, like, do stuff for me. And I feel the same way about Lauren. Like, she's always helping me with this, with that. I literally went over to her house randomly while she was in class just to bother her because I had a free period and she was like doing work and I was just bothering her like she does so much for like all of us she edits this stuff like she sets up the meetings that I sometimes forget how hard she works in all of her other extracurriculars. Yeah, and Lauren's really humble about it. She'd be like you know it's not that much but like I tried editing an episode and it took so long and it was so much effort and Lauren just does it like without complaining or anything and just she's so humble about everything and she's like oh but then I also volunteer for like JDRF or whatever and she's like but it's not much but it sounds like so much and you have so much on your plate and you're so like happy as Grace said and like you help everyone out without like letting negative emotions like feed on you and stuff which is really impressive. Yeah so I do one of the same extracurriculars as Lauren, so I'm allowed to say this, but Lauren is really good. Like, I, <laughs> like we play different positions, so I, I'm um, a defense player, and Lauren does offense, and I just can't understand how she hits so well. Like, we oh. pepper together sometimes. Pepper is like, how do I explain this? It's like, like you pass. passing the ball back and forth, but like one person pass it passes it and then the next person sets it and then the next person hits it and you just keep going into like that rotation with two people mm-hmm. and I'm always like really impressed because she can aim and I'm like how do you aim like I just can't wrap my head around that so I think that's really amazing that Lauren has progressed really quickly and she's also really like chill about it like I don't know how else to explain it she's like I don't think you realize how like cool you are you know and yeah I remember 
this okay this year was kind of weird when it came to like trying out for teams so we had like a ton of weeks of tryouts and stuff and I remember I was and it was not the best time for me I was so stressed it was like a month straight of me doing like incumbents camps and stuff um and I didn't know if I was going to get an offer or not and I was so stressed so Lauren basically had like a child which was me because I'd just call her like crying every single night. And I was like, Lauren, I played so bad. What if I don't get an offer? So it was, yeah, Lauren had to manage that while also managing her own stuff because she obviously had to do the same thing this year. So it was, it was a really cool that you were able to like, I don't know, not cry every single night. Like I, I know you were under stress because everybody was like so stressed, but especially you, because I remember you had a bunch of different things to do. So I think that was that was really crazy that you just didn't lose it. Like you're really mentally strong, which I think is great. Like, I don't know. I don't think you realize it, Lauren, but you are very cool. <laughs> that sounded so forced. Yeah, actually, <laughs> Lauren's standing right behind me. Sophie and forcing I'm me to say this. Neck, and I'm saying, Sophie, say it that Lauren's mentally strong. <laughs> Sophie, say it. You know what Sophie, to do. <laughs> but I mean it. <laughs> you sound very uncertain about I, that I, Sophie it's hard to be sincere like <laughs> I'm normally joking all the time when I try to be sincere I just like laugh <laughs> but he, I guess you guys get it right <laughs> okay, but the thing is you guys like have so much more stuff than me and I don't get why you're like oh like you're so like I don't know mentally strong because you guys are doing so much more like I'm doing like one thing <laughs> No, no same. I do the same thing. Though. No. Yeah, Lauren, just Lauren, take the compliment, me. will ya? <laughs> you need to boost your confidence. And that's what we're here for, so. Okay, so on to Grace. I think it's really impressive how, I don't know, you're always busy. And you always have so much stuff. But, like, yeah, it's just really impressive how hard you work. And, like, you're always going out, playing golf with, like, practices and then you have your youth can stuff and you just have a lot on your plate but you like yeah wait no, that's not <laughs> but you like yeah you're like yeah okay wait someone has to go message received well grace says that i'm ra- well-rounded but you should take a look at her she's doing golf she's helping like the world with youth can she's like staying in touch with her culture and she's like a good friend and she's fashionable and she's just like this whole package and she's like everything I aspire to be she's also a really good musician and she like totally denies it like the other day we were on FaceTime and we were just like talking about like the episode and like school and whatever and in the background I hear this piano I'm like Ava is that you she's like no and Grace is like oh that's me it like I was like Grace this sounds like so like heavenly and she always denies that she's like such a good musician but you're real you're just the whole package Grace I don't know what else to say no seriously like when I say that Grace is the full package I mean it like first of all she improved in her golfing skills in the course of like I don't know a couple months and I know she devoted a lot of time to that because she really wanted to improve. And then she did. And I was like, wow, that takes a lot of motivation. Like just starting from scratch and being able to actually get good at something. That's like, that's something that's really hard to do. And also she's just really nice. Like, <laughs> I don't know. So as everybody knows, I taught myself Korean and like, I can hold a conversation and I can understand and stuff. But Grace is like, 
really actively like helping me improve. And I think that's really great because Grace is fluent and she could just make fun of me for being so inexperienced with Korean, but she doesn't like she's up to talk to me in Korean. And that's like one of the only reasons I was actually able to like figure out how things work. Like now I I can have conversations with her in Korean. And actually earlier <laughs> she sent me a text <laughs> of like BTS's lyrics and I was able to read it and I knew exactly what she was talking about. And I just think that's, that's really cool. Like nowadays, it's so easy for me to like understand Korean. And that's just because Grace was always motivating me. Like she's, I don't know, she's like my mom kind of, except more like an uni. Do you guys, yeah, you guys know what that means. But I just think it's really cool that she was so like enthusiastic about it. And when I was first starting, I was obviously crap, but she was all like, you got this, Sophie. Like, no, you're doing really well. Like, no, you're seriously so good. And it was like an ego boost for me, which is like the only reason I was able to do what I did. And I just think, I don't know, Grace is just a really great friend to talk to. Okay, Grace is like my role model. You do so many things and you're like really motivated. Like you were talking about how you wanted to do violin and you're like really committed and that's something that I sort of lack sometimes and also you managed to have a, like a really good social life because I feel like with me I do stuff but like I completely like cut out a lot of people but you talk to like so many people like you just moved here and you know like half the island and I don't know it's just really impressive how you managed to balance everything and also be a really amazing friend and also like know a bunch of people and like actively talk to everyone like that's crazy to me you have to teach me how to do that oh my gosh yeah I mean I think with me my extracurriculars are a very very small part of my day um and we'll get into the day in the life later but um yeah it's not something that I like really focus on so it's really cool that you guys like are like that's okay grace you're still like well-rounded like it's okay you still have friends you're still social it's okay so I really appreciate that so now that we've sort of gotten like what we all think of each other's extracurriculars like how do they actually work and like what is a typical day or like session doing that hobby or extracurricular look like um for me Everything is weekly, so I do golf weekly, and then I do youth can weekly, and then everything else, like all of my smaller extracurriculars, I also do weekly. Um, so it's kind of up to me to practice and do it on my own. I used to have golf practices like three times a week, but um, now since we don't have that anymore, uh, it's it's really like up to me to like go out onto the course and play. I act like I can play. I literally can't. I can't get through like more than four holes. So I don't really know what I meant by saying that, but um, I have to maintain it on my own. So maybe in a day, I will dedicate a, eh, like, a, like a little bit of time to each thing. So I have like a list of things that I need to do in the day so that's schoolwork and then everything else and then I have like I practice golf so I either did putting or I like actually worked on my swing or I went out and played at the range or the course so that's like one category and then I do um, a little bit of music 
I can't really keep up with it because I don't really have a teacher. I don't really know what I'm supposed to do, but I at least want to, you know, you know, understand what we're doing in class. So I'll do a little bit of that. Um, I feel like I don't really have guidance because there's not really anybody going, okay, so this is your schedule for the day. You have to do this. It's more of like um, things that I need to do first. And then my extracurriculars are just kind of like things that I might want to maintain. So it's really unorganized. But to be honest, I dedicate a lot of my day to um, other things. Uh, And yeah, so a day in the life would be like I wake up, go to school, do school, and then I'll either go for a run or I'll walk for a couple of hours. And then I come home, do one of the extracurricular activities, and then shower and then homework, study Korean. And yeah, it's really boring, to be honest. I'm actually pretty similar to Grace and like the weekly thing. Like I have practices normally two to three times a week. And then on the weekends, I normally have like either one day or two day tournaments. So I'm pretty similar with like, I do my extracurriculars like every single week for like multiple times. So yeah, I mean, in a day, like a school day when I have like practice, I wake up, go to school, obviously. And then right after school, I just bust out all my homework because I'm going to be at practice for like a long time. So I normally have practices from seven to nine. So I leave at like 6.30. So I go to practice, I do my thing. And I'm like, I get home at maybe 9.40. I have to like, I don't know, eat dinner and stuff. And I go shower. So I'd say it's like, it's a long day, definitely when I have um, practice and things like that. But I, I think it's really rewarding. Like, I really enjoy like, you know, grinding and whatever. (laughs) I'm leaving that in. (laughs) Okay. And on like, um, one of my most busiest days. So maybe Saturdays. So say I have a tournament, I wake up at what 5am. So then I can travel to the courts. I play all the way until like 2.30, get home at like, I don't know, like 3.30. And then I have to prepare for like a charity meeting because we have meetings with our class. And also right now I'm actually going to be leading the new class that's coming into this uh, charity league. So I've been doing a lot of work for that. And I normally have meetings on like Saturday or Sunday nights. So I like on my most busy days, I just I get up really early and I go to bed really late because I always have a lot to do for different things. And I guess it is pretty exhausting, but I think it's like I think it's really rewarding. Like if you really enjoy what you're doing, like obviously you're going to feel exhausted, but it's going to be like satisfying. I mean, so what a typical day entails for me is for harp. Um, I normally wake up pretty early if I know that I have a bunch of classes and stuff. So I wake up at probably like 5 a.m. on a school day and to practice like a couple hours, I guess, one hour maybe before I go to school. And then obviously I do school. To be honest, I mean, homework's not that big of an issue for me because I mean, I just do it like during class sometimes or during like Islander hour, which is sort of like the break. And so that's not really an issue. I mean, I procrastinate a lot, which isn't that great. But yeah, 
So, I mean, I guess there's that. And then art, I mean, I definitely don't put in that much into art. I'll have like moments of motivation where I'll just, you know, do an art piece or whatever, but I'm not very consistent with it. I don't do art daily. I mean, I'll do it when I feel like it, which is not the greatest. So I should probably get a routine for that. And I mean, lessons, I have piano lessons on Monday and then harp lessons on Wednesday. Sometimes I have an extra lesson Saturday or Sunday. And then I have youth orchestra rehearsals Saturday for about two hours, just sectionals and stuff. So yeah, that's pretty much all for me. I I should really practice more, but yeah, that's it. Um, my schedule is pretty similar to Sophie's. Um, I have volleyball practice twice a week and then tournaments on weekends, one or two days, depending. And then if it's like a three-day weekend, it'll usually be um, a three-day tournament. So if it's like President's Day or whatever. Um, but for my practices, it's two and a half hours. We'll do a half an hour of conditioning and then two hours of like practice. And then the place I practice at is pretty far away from here. So I'll leave around um, like 5.50, 5.45 um, to get there by 7. And then I get home around like 10, 30, 11. So it's kind of um, late, kind of time intensive, but it's fun. And then for the JDRF thing, that's like a once a month thing. So it's not that. Um, demanding and then I'll also in the summer I'll play beach volleyball and then yeah that's two hours as well but that's really fun because we play on like the actual beach but yeah so I mean COVID is a big thing so like how much has it impacted what you guys do on a daily or like weekly I don't really know what golf is like pre-COVID because I just started and then same thing with youth can um, I actually got into it right as COVID started and we were going into quarantine. So I don't really know. Um, and I don't really have an answer to that. I think that if I were to like keep up with my old extracurriculars, it would have impacted me a lot because like I said before, I don't really have any like guidance in what I'm doing. And when I do have a teacher or a coach, um, it's also weekly so a lot of it is kind of like my responsibility actually all of it is my responsibility because I'm the one that needs to keep up um, with everything that I do and I think that in that sense it's changed a bit but that might just be like high school and growing up I don't really have like my parents reminding me to like go to practice like they just kind of drive me um, and it's really just myself um, just working hard and making sure I do everything on time. So I think that's changed a bit. I don't think it's related to COVID that much. Um, so, yeah. I think the biggest difference that I experienced when it came to like COVID impacting, let's, I'll start with volleyball. First of all, obviously we can't have practices. <laughs> like we couldn't have practices for a ton of months. Like, I remember that maybe like six months period where we didn't have practice somewhere around that. Like occasionally I get like practices with like different coaches, 
that like offered, I don't know, like extra sessions. So I would go to those, but there was a long period of time where I couldn't get on the court. And then I remember when tryouts came around, that was like the first time I actually went back on the court. So that was extremely stressful. Like obviously the trial process was, a, was really altered due to COVID. Like instead of having a one day tryout, it was like spread out over a couple weeks, which I actually prefer, <laughs> but yeah, that's what changed mostly like lack of practice. And then all of a sudden a ton of practice. Cause you were trying to like get on the team. But um, as in addition to that, we also now have to play with masks, which I've gotten used to by now. But I remember at first that was I think that was hard to adjust to for everyone because we're obviously like panting a lot. We're like breathing really heavily. It was harder to get used to like always having that mask on your face. But now I think everybody's used to it. Like those are the main differences I experienced. And of course, like tournaments they have to be way safer nowadays. Like they have to sanitize a ton, but I think those are the differences in terms of volleyball and for the charity league that I'm in, uh, we used to do meetings in person and that obviously changed. Like we don't do those anymore, but I actually prefer it this way. Like now we just do zoom meetings online and I can just do all of my work remotely, which I prefer. Like, I don't know. I think it just makes it simpler for me because I'm like not a fan of interaction. So I can just like, I think zooming in is like, I don't know, kind of convenient and stuff. So that's the main difference I experienced with that. Like obviously less charity opportunities, but there are still things that we can do. So main difference is just like um, not being able to have in-person meetings, I think. For me, I think COVID really changed stuff. I mean, I only recently got more into art over COVID. So my art, I think, drastically improved. Like, it didn't improve that much, but it definitely was significant. And without that, like, beginning period of COVID where we didn't really have school, I had so much time to just wake up, draw all day. I saw improvement there. And also with heart, I started practicing a lot more. I was a lot more motivated for the beginning. I mean, now that we've been in, like, lockdown for a year the motivation has sort of dwindled but I definitely saw significant improvements toward the beginning when I was actually motivated to practice a lot and I really just stuck with it you know and also it's kind of weird because you can't have in-person lessons with in-person lessons the teacher can actually like touch your hands and move them around and like see if you're being relaxed like adjusting stuff and they can actually hear the tone quality of what you're playing and like know the dynamic range because on zoom you can't really like tell that stuff so it's kind of hard there but I also kind of I mean zoom has offered so many more like experiences especially since I actually have a teacher who lives in Kansas and she's an incredible teacher and I also have her on top of my regular private teacher and that's been a really great experience because I can have this instruction that I wouldn't have prior to COVID because now we can just zoom like she's in Kansas obviously she can't teach me normally because I'm in Seattle and Washington so I think that's offered a lot of stuff and especially with SISO it's just been really different because before we didn't have actual instruction we would just go there and play our part but now with zoom there can actually be a harp teacher who's actually my private teacher so that's really nice And we actually get instruction, which is 
so much better because before we kind of just had to do our own stuff and bring it to our private teachers and like we wouldn't have that much interaction between instruments so now it's just so much better because we actually get instruction and we can interact with each other I just kind of like it now obviously my answer is gonna be pretty similar to Sophie's because we both play volleyball but I guess I'll go into more detail also because we play for like different teams um but we had practices up until like when the school shut down and one day there was practice and my family was like, you probably shouldn't go. Like things are getting pretty serious. And then the next time we had practice, they're like, you know what? We are calling it off. And there was no practice for the rest of the season. We didn't get to finish our 14s year, which was a little disappointing. But then I, so gyms were closed down. We couldn't do anything. And then I actually um, lived in Canada for a while. I don't know if you'd call it that. But um, for the start of quarantine, um, but then when I came back, things were actually like starting to get going again. And I was lucky enough to be able to play beach volleyball then because it was like starting to be summer. Yeah, volleyball has definitely changed. Like Sophie was saying with masks and the tryout kind of situation. Um, But for the JDRF thing, I don't really know because I just started this year. So we're doing on Zoom. I don't know how it would work otherwise because there are people from like different states. But my mom was saying that with like the things she was doing just by herself that they used to have them like actually go to like where the senators were and all that. So I was like, that would be really cool like to go and do that. But, you know, COVID has definitely changed everything. When I was growing up, I pretty much only did extracurriculars. I don't really remember anything um, like with school. Like I don't really remember what I learned. Um, if I give everybody a quick list. So basically I used to swim. I played basketball and I played soccer. And that was for about three to five years. And then I also did track and I played like other sports, but I obviously wasn't good because if I was, I would have stuck with it. Um, I also did a lot of performing arts. So I did dance. I did theater. I did um, a lot of like that kind of stuff. I did. I was in drama club. Um, I think that's like pretty much it for sports and art. And then I also used to be in like ecology. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. Um, I used to be in ecology so we were like creating a um, like a sewer system type thing to filter water so we were going to do competitions for that but I moved so I obviously didn't stick with it Um, and yeah I did a lot of random stuff I just mostly did what I thought would be good for me I mean I think Grace and I are pretty different in this like I I mean I did do a like a couple things when I was younger but I didn't really like I didn't devote a lot of time to those things until I found like what I was actually passionate about and like I'll just give some some examples so I used to play piano I played for quite a bit and I I honestly wasn't that good like I did like it when I got to play more complicated pieces but I think the flaw was like uh, the instructor that I had didn't really give me pieces that I thought I was capable of or like he gave me ones that were just easy and it was like I don't know I felt like it was a waste of my time if I wasn't actually gonna be 
like excelling and stuff. So I quit. <laughs> I also do French horn, which um, French horn is a really unique instrument. Like not many people play it out of my whole grade. Only three people play it, including me. So that would be something really unique that would probably help me get into college. But the truth is like, I'm not super passionate about it. So that's like one of the things that I'm slowly drifting away from and kind of getting into more like specifics. When I was younger, I don't know if you guys know this, but I did horseback riding. <laughs> so I, I remember I watched this show called Horseland and I was like, wow, I want to ride horses. <laughs> and so I started riding horses and not gonna lie I was pretty good so but yeah I, I was at the point where I was kind of going into a competitive level and I guess like I guess I knew it was probably time that I like stopped doing it just because um I don't know like I really like it but I I don't know something was telling me that like maybe I should like take a break or something and then around that time, I figured out like, oh, I kind of like volleyball. So as much as I do wish I continued that, I'm, I don't regret my decision in quitting it because now like, now I've really found things that I really, really enjoy that I'm like really passionate about that I like, I'm so glad I'm doing. So that's one of the hobbies that's like, kind of like bittersweet to think about. Do you guys know what I mean? I kind of drifted from what we were talking about, but that's just kind of like what I've done before and why I stopped and stuff like that. I think for me, it's more I all the things that I've like quit and stopped doing are sports. I don't know. I just sports aren't my thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I was like miserably bad at them. Like I was never like the worst player on the team, but I just didn't really like them. I played, I think, tennis for a little bit, but like I was really bad at that one. That was like the one thing that I just could not get my hand eye coordination just was not good at all I played soccer up until fifth grade I mean I wasn't that bad at it but I just stopped liking it as much like I really liked it at the beginning but for some reason I just wasn't feeling it I just decided to quit because it wasn't really benefiting me and I didn't really enjoy it at all so I just saw no point in sticking with it so I just decided to stick with like harp and art and everything because those are the things that I'm actually pretty happy with doing and committed to I guess I used to do, you know, your usual, like, kids soccer, kids softball, like, all of that swimming. I hated swimming so much. Like, I was really desperate to, like, find, like, my thing, you know? Like, a bunch of kids, like, they'll find their thing really early. Like, there's the soccer kids and softball and swimmers and all of that. But um, I was able to, like, be passionate about any of those things especially not swimming I hated swimming so much but um I think once I found volleyball it really just clicked and I, I'll leave more of this for the advice segment but I don't know do what you love and if you don't love it then don't do it okay so now that we've talked about like why we stopped doing stuff why we stuck with it is there any like pieces of advice that you would give kids who are like trying to get into their stuff and like find something that they truly love or like picking extracurriculars? So I think a really important lesson that I've learned over this year is that 
if you like work really hard, if you really like put yourself up to the test and you just put in as much effort as you can and you go above and beyond, you will definitely see results. And that's pretty much with anything. Um, obviously, just because you put in a lot of effort into a sport doesn't mean you're going to be a pro. But if you want to get anywhere near that level, you have to like there's no way around it. The one advice or piece of advice I would give to everybody is instead of just um, doing what you're good at because you're good at it, find something that you really enjoy and then put in the effort to get good at it. Because if you already like something and then you get good at it, you're going to like it even more. Um, And I guess that's like advice I would give to just anybody in general um with teens with adults maybe even little kids Mm -hmm. I agree with like a ton of the things you said like you said it really well but I'll just add on to that talent is nothing without hard work let's just get that out of the way first of all like say you're a really good swimmer you so you don't even have to practice you're just really good eventually people are going to surpass you if somebody is really hard working they're going to surpass you and that talent just becomes useless because like you aren't improving. I was born with no talents. I, when I started volleyball, I was really bad, like really, really, really bad. But since I liked it and I put in work, that's when I improved. So, I mean, I guess it irks me when people are like, Oh, you're really talented at volleyball. Like I wasn't talented. I built myself up. I, worked really hard to get here so I think just really if you want to do something you can do it you don't have to be born with talents like don't don't neglect an interest of yours just because you're not good at it because you will get good at it overall just when you want to do something do it just work hard and you'll get to where you want to be I think is something really important to learn I think that the most important thing when having an extracurricular is knowing what motivates you and knowing what you actually love about doing it. Because I know with a lot of the things that I quit, I didn't really know why I like doing that. And I didn't know how to keep on liking it because I didn't know, like, I don't know if this makes sense, but I didn't know what motivated me. So I couldn't hone in on that. I couldn't find why I even liked it. So I didn't even know why I was doing it. If you've been doing it for a long time and you still don't like it, like, there's really no point in doing it because you're not enjoying it. And it's really like, I don't know. It's just stop doing the things that you don't like doing. Find something that you actually are motivated to do and that you actually enjoy doing. Okay, this is going off of Ava's and a continuation of what I said earlier. But you have to like, I know it's, there's a lot of pressure to like find what you're interested in. I think you should just try out a bunch of things. Like, let's say you're interested in gymnastics. Start by, like, following YouTube tutorials on how to do, like, a back handspring or something. So start small. So once again, with gymnastics, YouTube tutorials on how to do a back handspring. Swimming. Like, we live on an island. Go swim in the lake and see how you like that. Like, all of that, you know. But don't feel pressured into doing something you don't want to do. So that was our bit about the extracurriculars we do. We talked about the activities we used to do and the ones we currently do. But I hope the main takeaway was our advice at the end. 
Thanks so much for listening. And thank you again for 550 downloads. You can check us out on Instagram at Rice and Shine Podcast, where you will find our link tree with all the links to our different platforms. Again, thanks so much. And we'll see you again next time.